0: goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
0: The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush,
1: Rush.
0: Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rose by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
0: The rush hour is on the air.
2: Rush rush now
0: here's Bo Snerdly.
2: It is the 4th of July weekend, a very long weekend for some people 4 days for some day some other people it will be 5 days if you are at some of america's airports it is an endless day from hell that continues they're calling it flightmare the holiday flightmare 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222 if you want to be part of today's program. There have been, Monday morning, earlier this morning, there had already been 100 flights canceled. Delays were over 1,000. The number of flight delays over the weekend, over 15,500. And over the weekend, there were 905 flights from various airlines that were canceled. Some people have been stranded at the airports. Some are standing in lines for hours and hours trying to rebook flights. Others report that it has taken several days to get their bags that were checked. And United has been hit so hard they are now offering some of their customers 30,000-mile bonuses if they'll stick on the airlines. Now, it used to be 30,000 miles would get you a lot. I'm not going to comment on which frequent flyer program I'm in, but 30,000 miles doesn't go far these days. And the airlines have... This is just, it's just been utter chaos. And where is the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg? Well, Pete's been worried about the uh, Supreme Court case. He doesn't appear to be worried about what's going on with the airlines. He said he's focused on making sure they stay on track over the holiday. He's warning that severe weather will cause even more delays and cancellations but what is he actually doing hard to say he is complaining a lot though about the case that was supposed before the supreme court and he says it's pretty much a phony case that the woman that brought the case this is the one that protected her religious beliefs in Colorado. He's claiming that the case should have never been bought, that she was a fraud, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what the Secretary of Transportation is doing, everything but transportation. And what now also the FAA is the other agency involved here. The FAA has not responded to the numerous accusations that part of the issue is their short staffing but tens of thousands of americans are suffering transportation issues and this is going to be one of the busiest weekends on the roadways so a lot of patience will be required in some circles a lot of patience i'm going to be flying internationally later this week, and I'm worried that uh, my flights might get screwed. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. This is the way it is. Over the weekend in Baltimore, there was a bloodbath. Another one of these shootings. The mayor, I have that story there. The mayor is blaming everybody but the thugs and criminals in that city, over 20 people injured, two people killed, another one of these house parties that went bad, celebrations, vowing to capture whoever the gunmen are. I don't know whether you've been following this story over in France, the rioting that's going over in France. It has been ugly. In France, Over five thousand over five thousand vehicles have been set on fire. six nights in a row of vandalism, looting, arson. One night on last Thursday, almost uh, there were over a thousand nine hundred vehicles set on fire. It's not just private vehicles. Public transportation, buses, trolleys have also been set on fire. They went from 7,000 police officers at the beginning of the riot, which could not quell it, to now having 45,000 officers out, police. As of this morning, there have been over 2,334 arrests, or 54 arrests. Mostly young people. 17-year-olds is the average age. Over 700 police officers have been injured. A fireman died, not sure, the reporting is not sure whether that is a direct result. And I dare say many people don't even know what these riots were caused by. You see reports of the riots, and in social media in this country, you hear the usual reaction to the riots, that this is the reason for the riots in France, is their immigration policies, and blah, blah, blah. These riots broke out after a particularly difficult video was released. The video shows two police officers in France stopped at a traffic stop. A guy had been pulled over, a teenager, of Algerian descent. Now, any of you that know French history know that when um, Algeria was a colony of France, during the years that they were fighting for their independence, things got really nasty. In fact, I wish I could remember the name of a movie. There's a movie that I saw ages ago that details some of the things that went on during that period when Algeria was looking for its freedom, and the Algerians fighting for their freedom were designated as terrorists against the French government. Anyway, long story short, these two police officers in the traffic stop are talking to the guy. One of the police officers said to the Algerian teenager something to the effect, I'm going to put a bullet in your head. And he whips his gun out and shoots the guy in the head. This is being called a straight up execution. And it unleashed this torrent of anger. And now there is a fundraiser. I find this amazing. The people over at GoFundMe have been raising money for the police officer. You know, when you have right wing people here that they don't like, they stop raising money for them. But apparently. If the news on this is correct, there was a GoFundMe set up by, quote-unquote, far-right media commentator, Jean Messiah, that has raised almost a million euros for the cop. Which pales to the 189,000 euros that have been raised for the Algerian teenagers' family. And this is breaking down in France to the usual right versus left kind of thing. The Green Party in France is saying that this is the Americanization of the police force there. In other words, this is the way the American police force operates. American police. And it shouldn't be happening. I think I have that quote somewhere. The president of that country, Macron, was out partying while his country was burning He's been sort of taking the task on that. Uh, so here's a here's a comment from the Green Party representative Marine Tonnelier. What I see in this video is a 17 year old kid being executed in France in 2023 by a police officer on a public highway. It seems like we are heading toward an Americanization of The police. She said that refusing to comply with the police order is normally something that would get you three years in prison and a fine of 75,000 euros, not a bullet in the head. Now, I'm going to wait, as I typically do in these instances, and not cast judgment. But I'm telling you, the video you can find it for yourself on social media looks rough. And the police at first tried to lie and say, "Oh, the, the car was moving and it could have hit them." No, they are standing, talking to the kid. And you, one of the officers, they got it. I mean, he's saying, "I'm going to put a bullet in your head." Next thing you know, bam, he pulls out his gun, shoots the kid in the head. So. Natasha Cloud. Natasha Cloud. We talked about Natasha the other day. Natasha plays for the WNBA. Natasha the other day is just the lady that said our country is trash in so many ways. She's back. Some of her colleagues... And also people on social media have colleagues, meaning other professional basketball players, have criticized her remarks. And some people, especially this country, from um, uh, one of the basketball players from Turkey, is trying to remind her that she lives in a great country. She's not having it. She spoke out again at those who've criticized her for saying saying that America's so much trash. She said her critics need to come up with something better than move to Russia or China when they address her. She says she's very blessed to travel the world for her career. She's been in plenty of countries she says that I would have my human rights, health care, free assisted schooling. Don't have to fear mass shootings or white supremacists. Don't have to be concerned about the highest maternal maternity rates. Less police murders. No mass incarceration based on race. Adequate minimum wage. Rights to my body as a woman. I mean, I can keep going, she says. Because these are things that America is capable of. And when I say trash, this is what I'm referring to. We choose to allow politicians to line their pockets and spit false, hateful ideologies to pit us against each other. Sounds like she's done a pretty good job of that herself. And then she said, I asked y'all, would you want to be black in America or apart from the LGBTQ community during this time in history? Y'all MF lying if you say yes. Y'all see the disparities. And if you don't, you're uninformed, ignorant, or just racist. It's plain and simple. Y'all tired of me saying you're, and that's spell Y-O-U-R. Y'all tired of me saying you're racist? I'm tired of y'all being racist. You don't know me or my heart, but you still hate me immediately for the color of my skin, being gay and being a woman. This is how some of y'all were raised and trained to think It's wrong. Then she says, my religion weaponizers. Y'all the people that killed Jesus. I don't know who she's referring to. I can only imagine. Religion in this country is political, it's weaponized, it's hypocritical, it's disappointing, it's not love, because God is love in the purest form. Take a look at how y'all live your life in a constant state of hate and judgment hypocrisy at its finest so i guess she's being non-judgmental as she calls those of you who have religions full of hate and hypocrisy and assume that you hate her because she happens to be a black lesbian woman well lesbian used to say it all and y'all are just racist and uninformed and ignorant but she's you know, non-judgmental, and she's this woman dribbles a ball for a living, and apparently is full of opinions. <sighs> ah, isn't it so refreshing to listen to America's athletes over a holiday weekend? Natasha Cloud, heat wave takes us in lead singer johnny wilder's birthday if you were alive july 3rd 1949 At wabc talk radio seven james golden bo snurdly we're riding the groove line on this july 4th weekend stay with us
0: hour is on the air. Attention ditto heads. Attention bow scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Heat wave in, heat wave out. This was their first big hit. You know that you have a really big hit. When it becomes the name of a movie that defines the era. Now I happen to love Heat Wave. Heat Wave was the predecessor in sound to the soundtrack of the 80s. This song, the song you heard coming in Groove Line. Both written by Rod Temperton. If you know Rod Temperton's music, you'll recognize Thriller. You'll recognize George Benson, Gimme the Night. You'll recognize Brothers Johnson music and so much of the other music from the 80s. Rod wrote hit after hit after hit, but he started with his group, Heatwave. This is the birthday of the lead singer, Johnny Wilder. Heatwave, a lot of the band was here. They were Americans that moved over to England. And that's where they found their success after they hooked up with Rod. Hunter Biden is in the news, my friends. Again, the prosecutor who worked, previously worked alongside his first son's business partner, We learn that story is in the Daily Mail today. Hunter Biden prosecutor previously worked alongside the first son's business partner. So one of the deputy prosecutors who signed off on this sweetheart deal worked with Hunter Biden's business partner. Now, if that doesn't blow your mind, the business partner in question. I had no idea of this until I read it today. Let me just go through the story. Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss officially filed charges against the President's son, blah, 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 blah. His assistant deputy, Assistant United States Attorney Derek Hines, signed off on the charging document alongside his boss and two other assistant U.S. attorneys. He's had a central role in this criminal prosecution. Now, according to Mr. Hines, Derek Hines' LinkedIn account, he previously worked as special counsel to ex-FBI director Louis Free at Louis Free's private company, the Free Group International Solutions. This is the part I didn't know. Ex FBI director Louis Free worked with Hunter Biden on a $3 million job consulting for a Romanian criminal. A deal. Did you believe this? The ex FBI director. Louis Free and Hunter Biden were in bed together, so to speak, on a deal with a Romanian criminal that brought in $3 million. This is how incestuous, incestuous all of this is. The ex head of the FBI. Louis Free worked with Hunter Biden on one of these deals that brought the Biden family $3 million on a a consulting job for a Romanian criminal. Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, who we speak to from time to time on this program, said to the Daily Mail that the link between the prosecutor and Hunter Biden's business associate calls into question the integrity of the entire investigation. I texted Ron Johnson after I read this story, waiting to hear back from him. If I hear back from him, I'll I'll see if he can come on with us tomorrow and talk about this if I hear back from him. It's the holiday weekend, you never know. So you want to know why Hunter Biden gets a little bitty slap on the wrist? Look who his business partners are, the ex-head of the FBI. This is all so corrupt. And out of that $3 million, $100,000 in a private trust went to one of Joe Biden's grandchildren. This just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Miranda Devine, New York Post, has a great article today blowing the lid off the cover-up of Hunter Biden's cushy plea deal. That article is a little bit obsolete by this story that came out later, but it's very well worth reading if you're trying to keep up on all the details of the Hunter Biden fiasco. But this is, we have never seen anything like this. Now you see how deeply ingrained into the Washington landscape Hunter Biden was. The Democrat Party and you also see Lewis Free in bed with Hunter Biden on this deal with Romania. $3 million. I wonder what else is going to come out. James Golden, Bo nearly 800-848-WABC. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We will get to your calls. This is some other news we're going to get to. And your telephone call, so don't go away. We're coming right back.
3: Rush? It's the Rush Hour
0: with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: the Bass. Back to- Number one, number four in the United States charts back in 1965. In the UK, it went up to number 11. Heavenly birthday today, Fontella Bass. July 3rd, 1940, was she was her birthday. This track, I remember this track. This, 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 there was some wine commercial that just lifted this old track. I I, I wish I could remember it. This was a very popular track back then. And then she had another hit, Band of Gold. Ran into a little bit of trouble when she did an anti-Vietnam, Bring the Boys Home, was one of her songs. That one got into a little bit of a controversy, but Fontella Bass. You know, we follow each other on Twitter, Uh, Soledad O'Brien. And Soledad is has taken a little bit of heat. She went after asian some Asian Americans who were celebrating the victory at the supreme court basically i don't i don't I shouldn't paraphrase it but because I don't have it in front of me, but she basically called them out for for hijacking the civil rights movement and she's taking a lot of heat. I always like Soledad I mean we don't agree personally on things in fact, she and I got into a little I I wouldn't call it a spat, but a back and forth on Twitter. Years and years ago. But the fallout from the Supreme Court ruling is all over and it will be discussed in the coming weeks. There's a story from the Daily BS today, you can find it. Uh, Asian American students finally see hope following the SCOTUS ruling. It no longer seems like an impossibility. I always felt like it was practically an impossibility for me to get into an elite college, at least in part because of my ethnicity. One uh, first-generation Chinese-American teenager told the New York Post, made him feel a little bit uh, despondent, no longer seems like an impossibility. At least it's on the table now. And this, to me, is the deadliest consequence of the affirmative action programs the way that they were rolled out. You have people who actually excel at what they do because they put the time, the work, the energy, effort in. They have ambition, and yet they were denied, many of them denied a chance to attend America's so-called elite universities because they were what? They were, we got too many Asians. We don't want any more you Asian people here. It was just plain wrong on the surface. And there's still a lot of crying and moaning over this ruling. I forget which one it is, whether it's the uh, Washington Post or New York Times. One of them wrote a glowing profile of Ketanji Brown Jackson. Of course, they never would do that about Clarence Thomas. She's been pretty vocal during her first term in office. But a funny thing, they don't talk about her adherent. To the Constitution in this piece, they talk about how outspoken she is, but they don't talk about whether she's in sync, her views with that of the Constitution of the United States. Chuck Schumer is actually calling it constitutional cruelty. Uh, Jonathan Turley, you can find he has his own website. You can find his material on. He also had an article in the Hill. He took on. Our own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who he says bizarrely condemned the Supreme Court for usurping, usurping congressional authority by supporting congressional authority in the student loan case. And that is pretty bizarre. She says they're on a power grab because they say this should have passed through Congress. It it makes no sense. She's renewing her calls for retaliation through subpoenas, court packing, and even impeachment of Supreme Court justices. This is a woman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who has previously said she doesn't understand why we even need a Supreme Court. And like the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck U. Schumer, She's outraged that the court would dare require the president to go to Congress before roughly giving away a half a trillion dollars in loan forgiveness, even though all appropriations in the United States of America constitutionally are supposed to go originate in the House of Representatives. Don't believe me. Look it up in the Constitution yourself. The Pentagon can now expect more challenges to race-based admissions thanks to that Supreme Court ruling. That's also in the Daily BS today. Uh, There are going to be challenges for many schools. Oh, got to love this story. Climate change protesters in London. This is this bunch, this stop oil bunch. These renegades who believe that life would be better without oil even though the very clothing that they wear on their body would not be possibly manufactured without the use of oil or transported by oil, it's it's absurd. But these are the ones that put themselves in front of traffic and block up traffic. Well, they decided they were going to interrupt the last day of the London Pride Festival over in London. So it was just stop oil protesting climate change at the London Pride Parade. Occasionally, it becomes entertainment. And that's what it was. Let us head to the telephones, my friends. Joseph in Fremont, welcome to the program. How are you? Hello, Joseph in Fremont. And I'm not getting Joseph in Fremont for some reason. Should we try should we should another line, or do we have like a phone technicality issue here? It looks like a little bit of a phone technicality issue, but... Uh, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take an early break then. Okay. And we'll come back, and we'll see whether we can resolve our phone technicality issue. In the meantime Today sad day back in 1971 Jim Morrison the doors found dead at a bathtub in Gatebury cause of death given as a heart attack And you know he wrote this one Coming back with you on WABC, Crown Jewel of American Radio, this your 4th of July extended weekend. And stay with us throughout. Coming right back.
0: with those nerdly on the red apple podcast network
2: another heavenly birthday this one for laura branigan this one went up to number two on the u.s. charts back in 82 number six in the u.k Laura Brannigan passed away back in August 2004 of a brain aneurysm. When this song was climbing up the charts, Laura came to WABC. I was music director when? Yes, in 1982. And let me tell you, she was fine. Was I flirting with her? Yes, and she was flirting back. She was nice, nice lady. And really, this record did so well for her. All right, now we head to the telephones. Steve in Long Island, you're up first on WABC. Thank you for waiting. How are you, Steve? Oh, well, let's try another line, shall we? Let's go to Al in Rockland County. Al, how are you? Okay, Rippo,
3: I just wanted to tell you that uh, this Miss Cloud that plays for the WNBA
2: teams, she's, yeah. playing with an, she's playing with an affirmative action basketball. What is an affirmative action basketball? Because the basketball in a women's professional league is smaller than the regulation
3: ball. Because they can't play as well as the men, so they figured that the the fans would be more interested in the game if they made a smaller basketball. You can look it up anytime you want,
2: both. I just love this. So wait a minute. So the ball, women. So let me see if I understand this. Let me summarize. Women in the NBA play with smaller balls. That's what you're saying.
3: Right. Absolutely.
2: Hmm. Well, well, well. Learn something new every day. Two and uh two, two and a half centimeters smaller than the men's ball. So it's true. It is. Women in the NBA play with smaller balls. They do. They do. Wow. Fascinating. So much for yeah, so much for equality, I suppose. <laughs> okay then. Sal in Staten Island, welcome you on WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. How are you?
3: Hey, Paul. Listen, let's never forget that America would be nothing but not the grace of Almighty God and all the different colors and creeds and people, men and women of every walk of life that came together from the Caribbean to Poland to Italy to France, Holland, Canada, American Indians that came together to make this the greatest country in the world. We're not perfect, especially how the United States mistreats its American veterans. And I challenge everyone, Bo within the sound of my voice, over the telephone courtesy of Meucci and the radio courtesy of Marconi, to adopt an American veteran today, tomorrow, every day.
2: Sal, you are consistent with that message, and we love you for it, and thank you. We appreciate you. Let us go to Joan in Manhattan. How are you, Joan? Thank you for waiting. You're on WABC. Joan, are you with us? Joan passed. Nope.
3: Joan just hung up on us.
2: Okay, well then let's head over to the Bronx and get to Dave. Dave, how are you? Thank you for waiting.
3: How are you both? Listen, uh, I maybe that movie you were talking about was Z about the uh Algerian uh civil war. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It was a great movie.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm and, and you know um uh, we're looking because we've been looking. Matt said he had found another movie. Matt, what was the title of the movie that you found? The one
0: I found was called "The Battle of Algiers." It came out in 1975.
2: It was a black and white film. Um, I think that may be the one. No. It, it's. We'll look yeah. at Z too, but I'm telling you, I the first time I saw it, I was I, I was it, it was a sickening movie. I don't for me.
3: understand the French, and I've met them. Uh, the French themselves have this crazy look at the. I mean, they don't. They this idea of humanism, and they don't have the respect we have for people of other uh, faith. You know, the third largest Jewish population in the world is in France, and and there is so many Muslims and so many Jews, and and they, they look how they react when you had the thing in Memphis going on. Obviously, they, they were immediately fired. I mean, these people obviously did something wrong. What are these people doing?
2: Well, the cop, let me just answer that question, though. The cop has been brought up on manslaughter charges. Now, why it's not murder, I don't know, but I don't know French law very well. So it is is sort of, they are acting with this, and they had to act. Look, even Macron has acknowledged that what is on that videotape is terrible. And I don't know how it can be excused by anyone to watch them execute this Algerian heritage teenager. Inexcusable. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. BJ in Queens, you're on WABC. How are you, BJ? BJ?
4: Super duper! Happy Fourth of July, Bo, to you and your great audience. God bless America. God bless the world. God bless the republic. Look. Thank you. Forget- May I
2: hold on? I'm not going to take away from your time, but I just want to let people know tomorrow, Dean Carianis will be here. Now, Dean is our show's historian. I call Dean whenever we have a holiday of significance that's rooted in American history. He has his own website called HistoryAuthor.com. And Dean used to work with me on the Rush Limbaugh program. He's an established author. He and his wife, both are authors. But he worked um, with Rush on the website side of it for decades. He was one of the web producers for Rush. And he's brilliant when it comes to American history. And he is currently a columnist for the New York Sun. So he'll be with me tomorrow. We'll talk about the 4th of July the history of the republic, and those sorts of things. It is a live show. We are here tomorrow on the holiday, so just join us. Now, to your point, B.J., and thank you for waiting for that.
4: Thank you for the tip. I'll be tuning in. Listen, Bo, this loan forgiveness thing, God bless the Supreme Court for doing what they did. Loans are made to be paid back. Uh, this stuff where one-third of the country has to pay for two-thirds of the country misgivings is not not okay with me and it shouldn't be okay with anyone and uh uh you know when we have a situation when so we, we did we give away people stuff it's just we become the united states of america of free stuff that's it come you'll get it, you can take out loans you don't have to pay them back i want uh, i want cable forgiveness i want credit card forgiveness i want reparations uh, i want leprechaun forgiveness i want every forgiveness this is crazy. God bless the Supreme Court. They did the right thing on all three decisions.
2: It was four decisions, actually. Yes, there when were. When you look at they were t- the last four decisions. Now, the Supreme Court, just two weeks ago, liberals were saying, wow, this Supreme Court isn't as bad as we thought it was because of the redistricting case that ruled in favor of what Democrats thought in North Carolina. But then you have these last four cases and they're back to hate the Supreme Court. So is Rita there? You know. You bet. How are you guys? How are Rita. you doing, Bo? How's it going? Oh, my gosh. I love you so much. How are you, Rita?
1: I am doing fantastic. How are you? And and happy Fourth of July weekend, my friend, to another great and, patriot.
2: Thank you, Rita. And to you. Listen, so what are you guys going to be talking about today and with the rest of the fourth of week? And how are you looking at these last four Supreme Court cases?
1: You know what? To me, it is sending it back, many of them, obviously, to Congress, to giving people a choice and where it should be. I mean, first of all, let's just talk about the student loan, bow. That, to me, was so ridiculous. President Biden knew he couldn't deliver on that. He even said in the past that he didn't have the authority, uh, no president did, to essentially go and do the student loan handout. Also, Nancy Pelosi said it. And in fact, they were like their own worst witnesses, if you will, because they ended up playing that in the Supreme Court, and they put it in their decision and saying, look, it is clear a president doesn't have the authority. It needs to go back to Congress. And so it, this was all about politics. It was a false promise that he was hoping to deliver. And clearly, uh, now he's still trying to figure out how he can do something to deliver a Hail Mary, if you can. Uh, but it, it was shameful. And I think it was a way to just try to get people to vote for him, knowing he was overreaching. But it just shows it's all about politics. And one of the things we're going to be talking about when we come up here on Cats & Cosby at 5 o'clock is also Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Bo, who you know is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, She now is saying that the Supreme Court justices should be impeached for that right. decision and all the other ones.
2: Right. And, and Jonathan Turley wrote a brilliant column about that and, and extrapolated on that. So can't wait to hear what you and Katz do Rita, always such a pleasure to hear your voice, dear. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you are on this station and you are keeping the fight alive. Thank you, Rita.
1: Always, my friend, and you too. And and happy birthday to America, and thank you for all you do for supporting this great country, my friend, Bo.
2: Thank you so much. Let us head back to the telephones very quickly. Uh, Mike in Long Island, what is your, on your mind this afternoon?
3: Hey, Bo. Great hearing you, listen to you all the time. Listen, uh, last night I caught a great movie. I love one of my best movies. It's it's The Best Years of Your Life. It was made in 1946, I think it was, about returning veterans from World War II. And it's just a great movie. I recommend it for anybody to watch on on many different levels. I was wondering if you had ever seen that one. I
2: have never seen it before, and I'm so grateful for the heads up on that. The Best Years of Your Life. What a great way to leave it for today. Tomorrow is July 4th. We are here live. Be here with us. Take us with you wherever you go. If you go, <laughs> of course. And if you're in the airport, keep us with you too. At least we'll be your company through all the madness. Uh, James Golden, both here with love, with gratitude for each and every one of you for being here. May God bless and protect each and every one of you, your family, your loved ones. Watch over you this holiday weekend. God willing, we're back tomorrow, 4 p.m. for Boston Early's Rush Hour, and we'll see you then. Bye.